Coming live from Tipperary, Ireland is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today you'll be learning around about spirits, about the outside world, and our connection with them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you're watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Sandy Byrne, Irish Psychic Medium podcast host. Welcome to the show, Sandy. Well, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome with all the spirit that you have got because we'll be talking about <laughs> You know, spirits and connecting with them. So, you know, uh, Sandy, the best way to understand about the world that you would be, you know better. And we lesser mortals know about that world peripherally. In India, we are much more connected, you know, spiritually to this world. But still, everybody has their own understanding of these things. Now, I want to understand through you about this whole world about life afterlife and the spirits that surround us protect us many a times that when you were somewhere at the borders of germany as a 17 year old there was a spirit which protected you can you tell us exactly what spirits are what this world is all about through that incident, and then we'll come to the topic, connecting with the spirit world with Sandy Byrne. Sure. Well, when I was 17, as you say, I was living and working in Germany, and um, I was out for a run one afternoon. And uh, can I say, I've always connected with spirit all my life, but like any teen, you know, I didn't want to be different. Every teen wants to be the same as, you know, their, their peers. So I pushed them away for a long time. But then when I was out running one day, I was in the middle of nowhere where I lived. It was very, very rural. So uh, as I was running along, I heard this voice shouting at me to run. And like anybody else, I thought, well, there's somebody here making fun of me. Okay, But there was nobody around and I was looking around and there was nobody there. So I kept running. And another uh, minute later, I heard the same voice again, run, run, run. And then there was nobody there. I was standing in the middle of the road looking around and there was nobody there. So um, a couple of seconds later, a car came by. Now, this was like a really quiet road. There was very few cars that went that went by. And I can still see it in my mind. You know, you see something happening in slow motion. And this uh, small car went by. There was five guys in this car and the music was really loud. And they drove past, they were gone, it was fine, there was nobody else there. So I ran another bit, and then I heard this, you know, run as fast as you can, okay, beep. Um, so I did, I ran into the vineyard and hid between two uh, vines of grapes. It was like, it was the, the Weinstrasse, as they call it in Germany, it's where they make all the wine. And I hid in there. And I thought, oh, I'm so glad that nobody could see me because I feel really, really stupid right now, you know. And um, in within about 30 seconds, the car came back, the same car with the five guys in. And they got out and they all started looking. They spread out and they started looking around for me. 
So I was in hiding and I could hear this to thong, to thong, to thong. You know, all you can hear is your heart beating when you're scared. And luckily enough, they spent about 20 minutes or so looking. And one of the guys was about two meters from where I was hiding when they all decided, right, she's gone. And they got back into their car and they drove off. So I suppose as a 17 year old, honestly, I didn't think too much about it. It was years later when I read in a magazine about a girl in the United States and she'd had a similar experience whereby she had taken a lift off of somebody. And um, when she when they stopped for something to eat and she went to use the ladies room, she heard a voice telling her to climb out the window and run. And she ignored it. She didn't listen at all. And with the result that she was kept with, by this man in his basement for eight years. So I suppose, you know, teenagers don't think of the bad things that can happen in this world. They think, you know, it'll never happen to me. So it was a spirit voice. It was somebody that was helping me to make sure that nothing bad happened. And that's what spirits are. They're here to guide us. They're here to help us. They're not here to haunt us. They're not here to murder us. They're not here to make life difficult for us. They are always here to help us. Um, so what I say to people, you know, when you see a bird in the sky, right? If you were to look up and you saw a bird. So you would see the bird flying, but you wouldn't see its wings. You would just see the body of the bird. So. I'm not sure are we still live because I've lost you. <laughs> um, but I'll go on anyway. Maybe I'm the one that's cut off. We've been plagued by technical issues, I'm afraid, on this one. So let's see if we're still live. Okay, so I think I'm still here. So let's stay talking. Okay. So if you're looking um, into the sky and you see a bird flying, okay, you will see the body of the bird, but you won't see the wings of the bird, okay, because they're flapping really, really quickly in order to keep the bird in the air. And this is exactly what it's like with spirit, okay? If you imagine spirit being like the wings of a bird, so they're flapping all of the time. OK, well, they're, the spirits aren't flapping, but they're vibrating, they're moving, they move faster, they move at a different rate than we move at. So they move much faster. So we don't see them with the naked eye. It doesn't mean that they're not there. OK, so the spirit is the part of us that's inside our body. OK, so if you imagine us here on earth, that it's like a play that we're in, okay? So at the end of a play, if you're an actor in a play, you will take off your costume, okay? And the real you is then left. And that is exactly what it's like when we talk about spirit, okay? So when we're finished on this earthly world, we'll take off our costume, which is this physical body. But it's the real us, the spirit of us, the soul of us, the energy of us, the bit that's left afterwards, that's the real us. And that's the part that lives on after the physical body dies. Okay, so I'm hoping this is making sense. Can you put a comment in the chat box if you can still hear me? Because I seem to have lost him.
Um, but if you're watching, can you just say hey in the chat box to let me know that you're listening? And ask any questions that you want to ask in the chat box below, okay? Because um, I can see myself, but I've lost, I've lost AJ. I'm not sure where he's gone. So to me, this all sounds really logical and really proper. And because I live it and breathe it every day, I don't always think of the questions that people want to ask. So please do put your questions in the chat box below. So um, I have been connected with spirits since I was a child. OK, so I don't remember a time where I didn't connect with spirits now yes we can talk about you know i come from a family of readers i come you know my grandmother my great-grandmother my great-great-grandmother and so on and so forth and back through the generations they all had a connection with spirit but that doesn't make me any more connected than anybody else and just as um just as aj has said you know in india um people are very connected spiritually and I've come to realize that spiritual to people means something different. You know, you could be spiritual as in that you believe in a religion. Okay, it doesn't matter, Buddhism, Hinduism, um, you know, Muslim, Catholicism, whatever it is. Okay, so that's one type of spiritualism. And then, you know, as mediums, we talk about another type of spiritualism. You know, we talk about believing in the afterlife. Okay, believing that as spirits that we still continue on in a way that we can still interact and still connect with the people on earth. And that's basically what I do. Okay, is I connect your loved ones with you while you're still here and they're over there. So I try to say to people, you know, not to think of someone as dead. OK, yes, the physical body, OK, can't last forever and it doesn't last forever. A snake sheds its skin, you know, so there's lots of animals that, you know, maybe lose parts of them. But who they are is still there. And that's the same with spirit. So when they move to their spirit existence out of their body, they will still um, be there and they can still connect to us but they communicate in a different way, okay? So what um, I say is imagine a medium as a translator. So I connect with spirit, okay? And I they tell me or give to me the communication that they want you to have. And then I will translate it and give it to you. So it's the very same as if someone came into the room and was speaking Latin or Greek or, you know, whatever, Russian. And I had to translate it. I don't speak all those languages, but I do speak the language of spirit. OK, so I can translate when spirit give me communication. I can translate that into a way that you can understand. OK, and that's why people come to me. That's what a medium is. A medium is the medium or the middle person between the spirit world and the earth world. Okay, so just think of a medium as a translator. And every medium communicates differently. So when we talk about mediums, we talk about the seven clairs of mediumship, okay? Um, and they're all the different ways that spirits can communicate. 
So when you see mediums advertising themselves and they tend to say something like they're clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, clairgussient, whatever it might be, they're telling you the different ways that they can connect with spirit. So it would be the very same as if um, a translator was saying to you, I'm a translator and I translate from German or I'm a translator and I translate from Latin or whatever. AJ, you're back. What happened? Yes, yes, yes. I think it is only my spirits, you know, spirited spirit that brought me back. Otherwise, you see, earlier on while talking about spirits, <laughs> earlier on there was a problem with the mic. With I could not hear you. And it has never happened before. Yes. And then I alerted you that, you know, there can be some power backup issues and all. And it happened. It rarely happens. It happened today. And, you know, and still we are on power backup. So it may again try to recalibrate to the grid. So let's see how it goes. But till now I am here. If it happens again, I will be back. This time I'm telling you, Sandy, this is the first time. The system took so long to be back. Otherwise, maximum it is uh, within a minute or maximum two minutes that one is back. But thank you so much for holding on and you know holding on to the on the fourth uh, for for both of us and and I'm I've sure been, I listen to all this. I've been talking away. <laughs> no, that no is bother. great. That, so that's just, great. Carry, carry on, carry on, and then I will start asking about uh, the other questions. No problem. So what I was talking about was the seven clears of mediumship. They're the different ways that spirits can connect with us from the spirit world. So um, it's like, you know, it would be like saying I'm a translator and I speak German or I'm a translator and I speak, you know, Greek or whatever. Those clears tell you how the spirit communicates. So, for example, one that's often talked about is clairvoyance. Okay, we've all heard this saying she's a clairvoyant or he's a clairvoyant, whatever. So if you break it down, clear means clear and voyance means seeing. So clairvoyance means clear seeing. So if someone says that they're a clairvoyant medium, that means they're a medium who sees spirit. Clairaudient is clear hearing. That's a medium who hears spirit. You know, clairsentience is clear feeling. So that's a medium who feels the energy of spirit. And it's important if you want to connect with your loved ones to choose a medium that best represents their personality. You know, I have an aunt, for example, in spirit, God rest her soul. And she um, hated pictures being taken of her. She hated photographs. She hated video. You know, she just hated it. So I know that if I want to connect with her, I'm not going to go to a medium who can see her because she's not likely to show herself the way she was when she passed. So, but I know that she could have talked for Ireland. She would talk to anybody. There was no such thing as a stranger in her world. So if I wanted to connect with her, I would go to see a medium who can hear her because she'll talk all night. Okay, so it's choosing a medium that best represents the personality of your loved one. Okay, so that's the easiest way. And I think I've lost AJ again. I'm not sure. Can you hear me, AJ? I'll stay talking another one. <laughs> um, he seems to be having some problem with um, the electricity supply or something. So 
if you know a lot of people say to me that you know maybe they went to see a medium once and they didn't get a connection or whatever so that's the first thing that you would look for if you were going to see a medium you would look for a medium that best represents the personality of your loved one when they were alive and you know your person your loved one in spirit they're not going to change their personality just because they've passed okay so if they were somebody that was really quiet and shy in life they're going to come through in the same way because, you know, if they came through, you know, all outgoing and chatty, then you wouldn't recognize them. You would say, no, that's not my granny or that's not my mother or whatever, because she wouldn't have talked to you because you're a stranger. So they're going to come through in the way that you would recognize them. So, for example, so somebody maybe who's lost a baby, maybe there's been a stillbirth or a cot death or something. That person is always going to imagine their child as a baby. It doesn't matter if they go to see a medium after 30 or 40 years. They will always think of their loved one as a baby. So therefore, when their loved one comes through, they're going to come through as a baby because that's the way that they have always been thought of. You know, if you were five years old when you died, your family are always going to think of you as five years old. So if you come through as a 35-year-old in the reading, they're going to say, no, that's not my baby because my baby was only five when he died. Okay, so you always have to, you know, they're always going to come through in a way that you would recognize. You know, you shouldn't not recognize um, the spirit. And also, you know, always choose a medium that you feel a connection with. Okay, there's no point in going to a medium. Like I always say to people, you know, go and look at my YouTube, go and look at my Facebook, have a look at who I am, see if you like me, see if you feel a connection. Because the worst thing that could happen is that the first time that you see a medium is the day that they're reading for you. Because if that were to happen, you know, then you're less likely to get a reading. Okay, because, you know, you might not like the medium and then when you go in you're like oh my god I don't know who I'm going to be meeting I'm very nervous and that's going to um, affect Usual. the energy for the reading yes okay so the first thing I would say to you is always you know choose a medium that best represents your loved one and choose a medium that you feel a connection with AJ I'm going to let you ask your questions before you get cut off again <laughs> yes yes I did go out again and I don't know, means I've never faced this before. I don't know, but can you tell us, Sandy, that is it uh, only an incident? Is it just, uh, or see, I don't really understand what is this disturbance? Is it just incidental or is it that there is some force which wants this discussion or which there is force which does not want this discussion? Means I'm joking, but at the same time, I'm just trying to understand it uh, from a, you know, from a very uh, scholar of this particular sort of thing. I don't believe that um, any spirit wouldn't want us to talk. You know, one of the jobs that they're always asking, you know, mediums, people like me to do is to promote the fact that they're there for us and that they're helpful and that they're not evil and all of this, you know. So, I mean, there may be a bit of kinetic energy perhaps around because, you know, maybe your spirits know that um, you know, you're connecting with me because well, I've been online. I'm not familiar with StreamYard and that might be part of it. I don't know. But um, I've been online all day and I haven't had this. But you know, 
there's been twice or three times over the years where, yes, it's absolutely not happened, you know, where I just couldn't connect um, online with somebody. And generally, it's always been because there were reason, there's a reason for it. But because I'm not actually reading for you today, um, you know, I, I can't see why that would happen. But there is a younger male around you, AJ, um, a younger man. And I feel like there was something with his head, like there was a suddenness about his passing, like there was a heavy weight on on his head. Does that make sense to you? You didn't lose a brother or your dad didn't pass young, did he? Uh, can you can you repeat uh, this, Sandy, this part? Yeah, I'm just saying that I do feel an energy around you, but it's all to do with my head. It's like I feel a weight on my head. Like there was there was some kind of a head injury or some condition with someone's head. Maybe there was a stroke and a brain tumor or something like this. But I feel like there's a male that passed, I want to say too young, like he was only maybe in his 50s when he passed. Does this make sense to you? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but I don't remember anybody in my family uh, having passed at a young age as this. Younger but, age. but, but very recently... But, but uh, but very recently, I lost two of my uncles within two months. And they were a bit older than that. Uh, but yes, they, both of them, then my aunts, they passed away. Uh, and it has left a void in the family some sort. Because uh, uh, how do I explain that? But in terms of... no. But did one of your uncles have something wrong with his head? Was there like a brain tumor or a stroke or a bleed on the brain? There's an awful pressure on my head with one of these men. Could be. I need to talk to them because I'm away from family since quite long. And I got oh, okay. the news only of the death. And then I did not ask too many questions because they were also a bit, you know, on old so yeah maybe not too old but uh, i i did not ask i will certainly ask now definitely ask and let me know because i do want to say that like it is a gentleman and i definitely want to say that there was some health issue or some change in this man's circumstances around the age of 54. so my okay. feeling would be that this gentleman that there would have been either some illness with him or maybe some distance from the family from his mid 50s right right okay. i will i will certainly ask on this now coming to the spirits part itself uh sandy is that uh are there spirits around who take care of us means are there uh, such things as spirits uh, like it happened in germany or is it intuition how would you tell people that it is not just beyond, uh, their own voice that is coming from within, but it is something else perhaps trying to give a message which one, if, try, if they try, they can understand it and follow it mm -hmm. if it is within their means of understanding. Like you took that action so many years back and it saved your life. Sure. 
It really is. I mean, when you're starting out, when you're getting connected to your spirituality, there is no hard and fast rule, okay, that you could say this will tell you this or that will tell you that. It really is trial and error. But when you talk about your intuition, something that you know, what we we would have called in, in my younger days our gut instinct, okay, that is more of a feeling, okay? It's a feeling inside, and it normally comes from your solar plexus or your gut, Whereas when you are getting a sign from a spirit, okay, it generally comes in your mind, you hear it, or you get, um, and it's like you get a notification, you just know that something's going to happen. Okay, it comes to you all of a sudden, whereas your intuition tends to build up, okay, over time. So it really is a matter of trial and error about connecting with your spirituality. And the, the only way to know the difference, and this is what I tell all my students because I teach mediumship and spirituality as well. So the first thing I say to them is keep a journal, okay? Because we get signs in every different way. We get a lot of signs in our dreams, okay? So it's important that when you wake up in the morning, you take five minutes just to write down a few bullet points of what you can remember from your dreams, okay? Or if you feel like something's going to happen, write it down. Okay, and it's only through writing things down and seeing the outcome of what comes up for you, then you'll know, was it something I felt or was it something that was given to me by spirit, maybe in a dream or by another medium, you know, like hearing it or having a vision of it happening. Okay, right. so there, there's no hard and fast rule. It really is just practice. Right. Now, Does that Sandy, make sense? Yes, yes, perfectly. It makes sense. Uh, now, Sandy, a lot of people understand that one can communicate with the spirits, especially their loved ones. And sometimes in a rare case, perhaps, when you feel that you have wronged somebody and now that the person is gone or you have a burden, not in the wrong sense, but you have a burden about saying things to somebody and then if something else happens to the other person and you never get a chance to say sorry. We are human beings. We are infallible. We are fallible and weak. We never are able to tell things in front of people. And we have so much to say when they are not around us. So sure. people understand that they can communicate with them. And they need a medium like you. Uh, that's what they call is a psychic. Is that right? Yeah. So I'll explain to you in a minute the difference between a psychic and medium. But you're totally right. Anybody can, can communicate with spirit because your your loved ones can hear you talking. It's only for them to give the communication back. That's when you need a medium. <laughs> okay? Because, you know, we're talking every day. Spirit can hear us. They understand the physical voice. But it's, you know, to get the communication back that we need um, our, um, a medium. So when we're talking about someone passing over, if we've had an argument, for example, with our dad, and then God forbid he might pass away, you know, before we get a chance to make it up to him. This is one thing you should never worry about because we tend to focus on one minute or one misspoken word. What about all the years before that? What about all the happy times, you know? So we don't take that negativity. We don't take these mortal disagreements with us to the spirit world we become more understanding 
and we see the reality of somebody. So it's like when we're here on earth, we see everything through a lens. It's like when you have glasses on, you're seeing everything through that lens, the lens of being, you know, human, the lens of having the imperfections in our personalities. Okay, we've got all those lenses. But when we go back to the spirit world, those lenses are taken off. And we see everybody just as pure souls. We return to our pure soul and we see everybody else as, our pure, as a pure soul. So we don't take any of those mortal fights with us. And we definitely shouldn't um, concentrate on it. And so many of us do. And not even necessarily an argument with somebody before they passed, but maybe how they passed. You know, were they murdered? Did they die by suicide? Was there a road traffic accident? You know, and we think of them forever in that one little cocoon of that frozen moment in time. But what about all the other years that they lived? Okay, so there's lot, there's many more happy memories than there are uh, negative memories. So I would say to people, definitely don't hold on to those negative memories. Think of something that you enjoyed with them, maybe a birthday party when you were a child or, you know, your wedding or your your that person's birthday or something that you shared together and concentrate on that instead, because that's exactly what they will be concentrating on, not the negative. Okay, but still people have the desire to you know, even for positive things that they have that yeah. desire to connect with the loved ones. Now, how do sure. they do that? How do you help them here? So, as I was saying earlier, I know that that, I, that you were cut off for this. But, you know, a medium is just like a translator. Okay. okay. So, when spirit come, they give me information. And all I have to do is translate that. So they might give me information. They might show me a vision of something. They might give me a thought of something. They might I might hear something from them or whatever. And I have to interpret that into a message for the person who came to me. Okay. And, you know, when you're talking about, you know, the negative things that we're carrying with us, this, you know, nine out of 10 times, this will be why somebody comes because they say, oh, you know, I didn't get to take her out or we had that crossed words the week before she passed or whatever. And when the spirit comes through and they might just say to me, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> we had an argument the Thursday before I died and that's all she's been thinking, thinking about since I left. Will you tell her that I'm not thinking about that? I'm thinking about the time that she stole my shoes to go to the dance with her boyfriend. You know, so they're always trying to lighten the load, okay? And tell us about something positive that happened because they want you to know that they've moved on. And that's what people come for. They come for the closure. Okay? Right. So, right. you know. There's lots of positive stuff that they'll talk about and there's negative stuff that they'll talk about. I totally get it. Um, but it's closure that people come for. Um, and as I said to you, you can say whatever you like to your loved ones in spirit. They can hear you at any time. If you imagine both of you like walkie talkies. OK, so if you talk into your walkie talkie here, which is literally just put the thought out to the universe oh, I miss you, dad, or I miss you, ma'am, or I miss you, auntie. And in a split second, they're there with you and say, did you call me? What's wrong? What do you need? Are you okay? And they're there with you and they can hear every word that you're saying to them. Okay. 
But I get it. People can't hear them back. And that's when they need to come. It's to get the connection back, to get the closure. Does that make sense? Right, right, right. right. How does this connection work? Suppose anyone who comes to you wants to connect with somebody in particular. Mm -hmm. They tell you, what do they need to tell you? And then how do you exactly connect with the same spirit? There are millions of spirits in this whole universe. Yeah. So, well, first of all, they don't need to tell me anything. I don't I don't want to know anything about somebody before I connect. OK, you, you book online, but you can call yourself Mickey Mouse. It doesn't matter to me. Okay? OK, call yourself whatever you like. So when you come and, you know, all readings are online. So it's just like this. But your spirit, your loved ones will not use my energy to connect with you. They will use your energy. Okay. okay. I'm a stranger. They have no connection to me. So you've heard of the aura, which is the energy that's around your body. Right. That's where your spirits connect with you. Okay. So you told me okay. you have some uncles, okay, that passed not too long ago. So if you imagine whenever they want to connect with you, they will come into your aura. So literally when I meet with somebody to connect with their loved ones, I don't literally go out there and connect with their loved ones. I connect with them. My aura connects with their aura. Now, it could be that I see something in their aura. It could be that I feel something in their aura. Okay, I'm getting it from what I see. I'm getting it from the vibrations of their voice. I'm getting it in many different ways. But I have to connect with them in order to get the right loved ones. Because as you say, sometimes I'm in a reading and a stranger might pop in. Okay, it's often happened. So say if I have one reading this morning and one reading this afternoon. So the person for the reading this afternoon, their loved one is all morning getting ready and they're at home. They're saying, look, I'm meeting with Sandy at three o'clock today. Don't be late. I want you to talk about this and this and this and this and this. And they get excited and they get impatient and they come early. And sometimes they'll come in on top of me when, you know, I'm doing another reading. So it can happen that a random person will come in during your reading. But generally, if I just connect and stick with the energy of the person that I'm talking to, I can get the right person for them. Right, right. No, tell us, Sandy, why do, you know, loved ones, uh, after they are gone, they watch us from, their, from the spirit world. Now, when they are pure souls, why do they still are so connected with the, world which is so much you know uh so much of things around it's all about maya as they call it in uh, hindi in indian context okay so the, well the reason that they want to stay connected with us is a few of them one is because they love us okay they were connected to us in life they're part of our soul group so they still love us but on a spiritual level there's a consequence to everything that we do we're here to learn a lesson. We're here to be the best spiritual beings that we can be. Okay. And it's how we treat people and how we live our life, you know, that that's important. So in order to see what we've done right and what we've done wrong, we have to stay connected after our physical death. Okay. So for example, I don't know if you have children or not, right? I have two children, two boys. So someday my time will come and I'll return to the spirit world. But in order to see whether or not I lived my life in a right way, 
one of the main markers for me would be how my children have progressed in life. You know, did I shout at them when they were young? Are they traumatized as adults? Did they decide not to have children themselves because I was such a bad mother? You know, so we they have to see the consequences of all the decisions that they made and the life that they lived. Okay, so they can only do that by by remaining connected to us. And also, like I said, they want to continue their relationship. Okay, I haven't lost my husband. Thankfully, he's here. But, you know, um, someday one of us will go first. But I want to continue the relationship with him, you know, whether I'm here or whether I'm there. So I'm going to stay connected with him until we're both back together again. So it's the continuation of love, but also seeing the consequences of all the decisions that you made in life. Okay, um, so it's it, it's part of our spiritual development to know how our decisions, um, how they resonated or how they affected the lives of everybody around us, because it's only through seeing the consequences of what we did that we actually grow spiritually. Okay, okay. So okay. it means the the uh, the equation for the spirit is not over. Uh, in spite, despite living this world, they still need to know exactly what their actions have been and how their actions have resulted into whatever it is. And they keep on seeing yes. it till then. So till when does it happen? When does the spirit feel that their work is over of looking after their loved ones or overseeing their loved ones and also their consequence of their good work as well as not so good work when does it end for them well like a parent it never ends does it from the day your child is born you never stop worrying about them or trying to make sure that everything's okay for them i don't believe that it ever ends because i believe that we're part of a soul group so um every time we're reincarnated and we come back we come back with the same people they may be in different, you know, different roles. So somebody maybe who's my sister in this lifetime might be my mother in another lifetime or my brother in another lifetime. So we come back in different roles, but we're with the same people. So over and over again, you know, we don't learn every single lesson that we need to learn in one single lifetime. We have to come back again and again. So for example, in order for me to develop spiritually, I need to know every side of every situation. So I may come here and live a lifetime and end up, you know, being murdered. Okay. Then in another lifetime, I will be the murderer. Then in another lifetime, I would have to be the loved one of the person that was murdered. And then in another lifetime, I would have to be the loved one of the murderer. So we have to see life and experience life from every angle in order to make ourselves beneficial. And, you know, until we get to the level, which takes thousands of years, as you can imagine, we ourselves can be spirit guides, but we can only get there because of our experiences over and over again. So, I can't give you an end date, I'm afraid. It's going to take some no, time. No, it's fine. I'm listening. Somewhere, uh, somewhere I related to the Gita 
all the wisdom of the sages of India. And I'm trying to relate that with what you are saying, the way you are saying. The only difference I find here is that, you know, you are speaking in English. The rest is so <laughs> much assimilation. See, this is a knowledge. And this knowledge belongs hmm. to the to humanity, to the universe. And yeah, it does not, as, as you say, language cannot be barrier in, you know, in talking to spirits or communicating with anybody. In real life also, it's like that. You don't have any language barrier in communicating if you really communicate from your heart. So exactly. it is. Yeah. I connected connected with animals like I've given people messages from their cats or their dogs that have passed, you know, and, you know, when I'm working in different countries, you're always going to have people that didn't speak English as their language when they were alive. But it doesn't stop them connecting because, as you say, the language is love. And actually, you know, one of my great beliefs is about the seven steps of eternity. OK, and there's a book that was written on this by a guy called Stephen Turoff. And um, I, I do believe that it, it, it actually comes from Hinduism. I don't know if, if you're familiar with Hinduism, but um, it's that, you know, that there is seven different levels of, um, you know, of life. And we on the earth plane, we live on what is the, the third level from the bottom. OK, and the two levels below us are what people would perceive to be hell if they believe in hell. OK, and the four levels above us are different levels of what people perceive to be heaven. OK, are you familiar with this, this analogy? Yes, I, I, am a, I am from India. So obviously being a Hindu, we understand these you things. You are a India. Hindu, OK. Yes, yes. And, OK, cool. uh, that is OK. So that is why I was relating it with Gita. But, Gita. but mm. as such, as I said, that this is wisdom. This is knowledge. This is this belongs to everyone. And everybody has an I equal agree. right to every any, yeah. anybody. As I said, as you see, you and are you know, quoting in the name of Hinduism, but Hinduism is a way of life. And you know, if if I understand things correctly, that is a thing. We pray to our ancestors every year. And that is known as Pitrapak. When you, you know, there is a particular period during which you don't celebrate in the same manner as you would on any other day you remember your ancestors you pray to them you feed them by feeding animals different sort of things and as they say that three if i understand if i remember correctly okay to all the people around if i am wrong please forgive me because I, so they say that three generations of your ancestors they are looking at you they are looking taking care of you from wherever they are and that place is between you know this our earth and somewhere in between heaven and that is where that is where you know you keep on praying for their moksha their mukti and you know and then yeah. so that they can get free from this whole cycle of birth and death that is where i said that i am just listening to you and trying to assimilate. I'm not looking at the rough edges. I'm only looking at no. it's like when two rivers meet, you there is only one small blip of the place where you know, but you see, we belong to a place called Sangam in Allahabad, where three rivers met. One rivers, one river is not there, and that is where the most of the 
the most holy place is uh, uh, is born that's the most holy place that exists so in the same way knowledge is like that and when you hear things like that you just try to listen to it and assimilate with whatever you know whatever little you know and then you try to add to it so i fully get it i am sure a lot of people and uh, you know will understand it and know it sure and it's the same like i'm catholic okay so but we have a similar but we just have different names for us you know so you know like the in between place between earth and heaven is called purgatory you know and then we've got the levels below but you know we have a belief that you know if you're bad here that you go to hell but you don't you don't really come out of it you know that you will spend eternity which personally i haven't come across that that's not the the experience of spirit because it's possible to atone for anything whether you do it in the afterlife or you come back in reincarnation and do it right. um that way right right see we have some fact, yeah i am questions I'm, here I'm, yes 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 uh, yes uh, shweta she is asking that she has been close to her grandfather and he passed last year and after two days the kitchen light started blinking for around you know 10 to 15 minutes and then the next day the light was working fine what would she understand of this what would you tell her we call it kinetic energy so when spirit when you cross over to the spirit world okay you become energy again you don't have the physical body so but it takes time to be able to control the energy they have to learn how to control it so when they're coming near you or near the electrical appliances their kinetic energy can affect that you know without the meaning to affect it so it, it to me that just means that you know your loved one was around you but that he wasn't able to control the energy um and then when he learned to control it better you know he came back and it didn't affect the lights you hear things like you know the lights flickering the television switching off the kettle boiling you know all of these electrical appliances but it's just kinetic energy there's nobody there flicking the light switch it's just energy okay then what about my grandfather see i was very very close to my grandfather but mm -hmm. uh, it's been many years now around more than two decades but he never came into my dreams he never came to he did not pass me anything any any message nothing but i always feel that i am well protected now why is it so people say that when you love somebody when you lose them they come into your dreams he has never demanded anything and he does not tell me anything even today but why do okay. i still feel that he was the closest person that i have ever known or i will ever know because what he was a lot of that is within me more than even my pa own pa my parents okay so first of all they don't all come in through the dreams okay some people do get a lot of messages in dreams some people don't um have you ever asked them a question pardon have you ever asked him a question uh no i haven't asked him i don't know why means i have never asked i think i am perhaps you know from very childhood i i've been so self sufficient or self 
way of looking at myself as that very differently that I've never asked. Even when I pray, I have rarely asked except for one or two occasions when life has been indeed very, very tough. And then perhaps I just tell them that, listen, just take care of a bit of things. But beyond that, I have never asked for things in specific, though some people say that you should. I don't know exactly what to do, but I feel that I am a blessed person. I've got a lot more than perhaps, you know, anybody would. would. But you're over here and you're saying to me, he's never sent me a sign. What if your granddad is over there saying he never sent me a sign? What if he's waiting for a sign from you that you want communication? You know, I because don't, sometimes okay. I don't I don't know your granddad. I'm not connecting with him. But, you know, maybe he was the kind of person that was always there for people if they asked for something. Maybe he wasn't the kind of person that would stick his nose into your business without being invited. So yes, you he have never to did think that. about you. He never did that. He was a so why would man. He, so why would he do it now just because he's crossed over? So what you need to do is you need to give him a sign that you're ready for a sign. So you say to him, Grandad, I want a sign that you're around. You know, could you, I don't know, could you leave me a feather? Could you move this pen? You know, they're not going to do it immediately. You have to get, I always say to people, you know, give them 24 or 48 hours to give you a sign. But say, just give me a sign, you know, that you're okay, that it's all, you know, that it's all going to be fine. Um, I lost my grandmother. Well, I call her my grandmother. She was actually my husband's grandmother. But I've known her since I was 18 years old because we're together since we were teenagers. And um, she passed away in July of 2021. And we'd often spoke about these signs because she lost her husband, you know, um, years before and whatever. And she always said jokingly, I'll leave you a feather, <laughs> you know. So the night that she passed, we were all with her because she had been ill. She was 91 years old. And, um, you know, within five minutes of her passing, uh, I was heading out to the front door because we were waiting. The priest was going to come up to, to give her, you know, to bless her and whatever. And um, I just opened the door to the hallway. And right in the center of the hallway was this feather. You know, and if you knew how meticulous she was about her house, it wasn't that someone had dragged this in on their feet. This feather had just appeared and I still have it. And I just think, you know, if you tell them that you need a sign, they will find a way to send you a sign. But if your granddad wasn't someone who stuck his nose in other people's business or assumed that he was doing the right thing by sticking his nose into someone's business, then he's going to wait for you to ask it's one thing for you to say, granddad, you know, can you make sure my son is okay on his first day of school? Will you go to school with him and look out for him? He can do that, but there's no clear way of him to show you, for him to show you that he's there with your son. Okay. So it's slightly different in that you ask him for a specific sign. Tell him you want to see a robin or an eagle or a snake or something. I don't know, whatever you have in India and say to him, I want to see one, uh, you know, at the east window of the house or something. Be specific 
and then give him 48 hours to get this signed to you. Now, don't ask him for loads of money. Ask something, you know, that's within his power to do. Okay. So don't ask him to rob a bank and get the money to you or anything. Okay. Make it something that he can actually do. <laughs> right. Right. But isn't it that you are trying to get them, give them more work inspired when even they have they're not in any way anymore in this world? Means it's like you are increasing their burden. No. We are their burden. Remember, we spoke about them, you okay. know, wanting to see the consequences of their action. Okay. okay? This okay. is part of it. And, you know, if we take, for example, you know, what I was saying about, you know, going to school with your son and making sure that, that he's okay. I mean, you know, a grandchild is part of the consequences of your granddad's actions. You know, so that's part of his spiritual development. And he loves you still. He wants to make sure that everything is okay around you. You know, so why would he not do this for you? Okay. So okay. he would definitely, you know, be there. Right. Right, Sandy. I know it's been very long with a lot of uh, what called disturbances in between <laughs> or maybe some heavenly interruptions. Uh, but our <laughs> spirited we got there in the end. <laughs> yeah, but, but this side we have got a high spirited person like me so we're trying to do things that we in, uh, intended to do and discussing this so talking about the future now how is it that a person like you has got this whole understanding of things and not only just you within the family itself and you know several generations of your family have this understanding of uh, you know spirits and the future and all that stuff how is it that only some people have it and not anybody else? Who does, who chooses such things to give you that power? I like, I don't have any power. I don't have any special gift. Um, we, we probably understand it more because we embraced it. I'm no different than, you know, the next person. Um, Everybody has the ability to communicate with and get communication from spirit, you know, to communicate with their intuition, their angels, whatever it might be. It's just that maybe, you know, they haven't embraced it. Maybe it was something their family didn't believe in. Maybe they were raised within a religion that didn't believe it, whatever. Okay. But it's something that everybody is capable of. So I always put it like this. Okay. Everybody can sing. Okay. They can. You don't want to hear everybody sing because not everybody's good at it, okay? Right. However, right. I could go and take classes and become better at singing, okay? And you could go and take classes and learn what the signs are. What is it you're feeling? What does it mean? Why, why does this happen? You know, why do you always dream about, you know, a yellow car or whatever? Okay, so it's just about learning to know what your signs are. Everybody's got their own language. And we do that within families, don't we? Especially within, you know, married couples. We all have our own language for different things that, that's going on or different ways of doing things. And we're going to continue that on, you know, in the spirit life. We still have our own way of connecting with people. So I might be showing a yellow car in a dream and it might mean something to me. And then you might be showing a yellow car in a dream and it might mean something completely different. So we have to think within, 
you know, the environment of our own loved ones. Okay. Let me give you a quick example. And I know that I'm taking up all your time, but I went to a show myself years ago to see a medium on stage. Right. And this medium came out and she was talking about, you know, she said, I've got someone's son here. He was 19 years old when he died. He crashed his scooter. He had head injuries. He was studying this. He has whatever brothers and sisters and they lived here. And she gave all this information and nobody stood up in the auditorium. Nobody. And she kept going on and giving more and more and more information. Right. Nobody stood up. And in the end, she said, I'm going to move on from this guy if nobody wants to talk to him. And at that moment, right, there was about maybe 2000 people in the auditorium. And this feather came floating down, right, in the middle of the audience from like the ceiling was to be like about 20 foot high. It was like a proper auditorium. And this feather just came floating down within the light. And she said, look, there's a feather. She said, this feather relates to somebody. And there was a particular color on the feather. And with that, a hand went up and the girl said, I think it might be my brother trying to speak to my mother. And she said, well, where's your mother? And she said, she's here beside me, but she's too shy to stand up. And the medium said to her, stand up and let us see you. When the mother stood up, she had a coat on that had a feather collar in the colors of the feather that had come down from the ceiling. That was a sign specifically for her because it related to something that she was wearing at that particular moment. So signs are different for everybody. I know okay. another girl, she's in the state and she kept finding dollar notes and she couldn't figure out why. But in the States, a note is called a bill and her brother Bill had died. So he kept sending her $1 and $5 bills. Okay, so every sign is particular to a person. So that was a long winded way of answering your question. But my answer is that everybody has the ability to communicate with spurs. They just haven't tried it. Right, right, Kate. Uh, sorry, right, Sandy. There's a question from Kate. Uh, she's asking that, uh, are you doing general readings, please? What does that mean? Okay, she wants to know, am I giving people readings right now? So the answer to that would be no, because we got delayed and I actually have another um, podcast in a few minutes, so I won't have time. I actually okay. have a scheduled... if if you don't mind me saying it. So it's currently half past six here. So in four and a half hours from right now, I am doing a live session and you can go okay. to my website and register for that. And I will be doing live readings, but not right now, unfortunately. Right, right. So Kate, if, if you're listening to her, you have a chance uh, some hours from now. Yeah. So you can do that. Yeah. But very quickly, uh, Sandy, let me ask you uh, one last question, you know. Uh, is that sure. predicting the future, you know, I, but there's so much to talk. I will certainly have a, I know. a one more session, much more, you know, a spiritual sure. session where spirits will, will be fully aligned. All spirits will be fully aligned with what we are trying to do. Okay. And, and that will have, but as of today, I just want to understand from you about predicting the future. Now, psychics have that special power. What can you predict? And how different is it than astrological predictions? Okay, so again, it's not a power, it's an ability. And it's just reading your intuition. So again, I would read somebody's energy. So I'm reading their energy from their aura. 
okay and how it um how it differs from like astrology or numerology is astrology and numerology and those things they tell you the best times to do something okay they'll tell you maybe this year is a great year for your family spend time with your family maybe have a baby if you're looking to have a baby or whatever next year concentrate on your career or whatever okay so they'll tell you when you should be doing something Whereas the psychic reading tells you exactly how things are going to turn out. So, you know, we'll tell you, you know, this relationship that you're in, is it going to last? You know, um, you know, are you in the right career for you? You know, all of these things. So there is, yes, a slight crossover. But if you're looking for the accurate, if you like up to the minute information, that would be the psychic reading. Okay. And uh, you say you look at the energy of people and then, you can make predictions according to that. Uh, but yeah. is it that a person who is introvert, a bit subdued, or you can say just a very demure sort of a person, does that mean that uh, that they don't have enough energy for a good prediction? No, no. It, it's nothing to do with your out, outward personality. Okay. It's your energy. Um, it, but it does have to do with what I was saying at the beginning is about choosing someone that you feel a connection with. Because again, okay. if you book a reading with someone that you haven't met and then you don't like them or you don't connect with them, then your energy won't open. You'll sit there with your arms folded going, you know, here we go. But if it's somebody that you feel like, oh my God, look at her. She's got great energy. I really feel like I like her. I want to chat with her. Then you're going to come in and you're going to be all open, full of chat. And I don't mean telling me about what's going on. I just mean opening your energy, allowing yourself to be read rather than sitting there with your hands, your arms crossed, your legs crossed and all closed. It's all about energy, but not about personality. Right, right. Uh, Sandy, you have been voted Ireland's medium the, the year for the past two years, you know. Now, mm -hmm. is it is it something that this is a official sort of a uh, recognition? What is it about? So there's, like, I mean, there's so many different, I don't, personally, I don't think that it makes me any better a medium than anybody else. I think it matters, and especially over the last two years, about how much you've put yourself out there. And, you know, during the pandemic, I went, you know, I started off, I went live every day for 18 months. Yeah. So, sorry, to interrupt. Was... sorry to interrupt, Sandy. Why I ask this question is that in the Western world, if there is an understanding of these things, you know, uh, that there is a world beyond our world and there is, then it makes, you know, much more closer and better understanding between the East and the West. Earlier on, a lot of people used to think that India was a land of snake charmers and that all that spirit and all that stuff. But as humanity progresses, they find that there is so much of scientific stuff. You know, you don't look at reasons behind everything with the with the lens that you have in present. You know, you may not be able to see everything in that same light. Isn't it? It's like seeing spirits. So that is the type. That is why I asked your your capability do not grow bigger or grow lesser uh, because of recognitions or not recognitions. It is something the power of the universe and the understanding of the humankind 
is something that makes you what you are. So that's why I asked this question. So please answer it. No, and I agree, Anne. And that's why I said to you, I don't believe that it doesn't mean that I'm better of a medium than anybody. Okay, because we all have the same abilities. I, I personally, I just feel that I got that because, you know, during the pandemic, I was live all the time, you know, I was doing readings for people, I was giving angel messages every day, you know, to, to, to keep people going. Um, and it was those lives, daily live sessions that turned into the podcast, which has been going for the past year. And I think it was just because I was out there giving something back, understanding what people were going through. I organized online sessions for people to meet up and discuss their grief. Because, you know, during the pandemic, people were dying still. People were going through grief, but there was no, you know, there was no sessions. There was no grief sessions. There was no counseling sessions. There was nothing going on. So, you know, I was, I was opening up online rooms for all of this to happen. So, you know, I think that's why it was just that I was out there more. I was more visible over the last couple of years, um, giving more back. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a better medium. You know, if you can communicate, you can communicate. I agree with you. It doesn't you, you, you don't become maybe better a communicator. Now, I will say, you know, with regard to mediumship, we can all communicate with spirits. But I have to, to agree and say that not everybody has the right personality to be dealing with grieving people. You know, not right. everybody is able to give a message in a sympathetic manner. So that's also right. really important, you know, when you're dealing with grieving people. Right, right. That's why you have specialists even in hospitals and other places where, you know, actually they, yes. they know that they are trained in dealing with such situations. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Right, Sandy. I know. I know you have to go. So my last question is, you know, about not me, but about the show itself. A lot of people say that my show, the best thing that they like about my show is the energy that it brings out. Now, everybody has the same equipment. Everybody has the same uh, better equipment. I don't have any equipment. I've not put any money. My mic has conked off. There is. I'm using the laptop mic. I'm using whatever StreamYard offers me. But energy is yep. something that you try to bring through your discussions. Yep. From your understanding of things, how would you like to add anything to their observations or what is your observation of the energy that my show or me uh, come out overall? Well, I mean, I'd have, first of all, have to... You don't have to praise me. Do I, ha do, do I have to be nice? No. But if no, you look no, at it in a realistic if you look yeah. at it in a realistic way, okay, look at all the experts that you have on talking about loads of different subjects. Okay. So you're not concentrating on any one group of people. There's so many different kinds of people that can get so much value from what you do. And it's free. Okay. So how could something that you're doing for other people not have a positive energy. Of course it does. And, you know, people can pick it up or they can put it down. They might not have any interest in what I'm talking about. But tomorrow you might have somebody that's completely going to fill my universe. Okay. So I think it's an amazing thing that you're doing. And you're giving of your time. Anybody that gives something back, you know, deserves a medal, in my opinion. So I would say to you, you know, as long as you can and as long as you have the love for what you do, keep doing it because it's so important 
you know, the amount of people out there, you might be sometimes their only company in the whole day. So, you know, never disappoint and just keep doing what you're doing. It's so. Yes, Sandy. You know, what's the strange, what's the strange part that you rightly put it when you, when you are speaking this, you know, I never tell anybody that I'm trying to make any difference to anybody's life because I enjoy it so much. And if at all I'm trying to do, it is just me and my heart, which knows what I'm trying to do because of my journalism background. But so many people have told me, you know, that you are making a difference to the world and to their lives. I don't know how come they have suddenly they start using their that language or those words, which sometimes surprises me a lot. Maybe it is not about me, but perhaps it is about how they feel about it about the whole thing and that actually makes me uh, feel uh, not only about the show see this I was I was trained as a journalist I worked in some with some mm -hmm. of the top people and top places so I try and bring all that that I can within my uh, my discussions but mm -hmm. the good the part I'm trying to tell you is that you see that bringing value to that part of their world and they understanding things which I never speak about is something, you know, so much of similarity and yeah. the message that, you know, I don't know what spirits convey that message, but I get it better now. You know, I really get it better. Well, I, I think, you know, that you're underselling yourself because you say I trained as a journalist. Okay. So, you know, if you think, wouldn't it be great to know how this works or, you know, what's the thinking behind this? You have an idea of where you can go and you can find this information. But, you know, Shabna, who lives a thousand miles away from you, might want to know the same stuff, but she might not know where to find it, you know, and she right. probably doesn't have time because she might have six young children. And then when she finally gets them all to bed, she might turn on your show and listen to it and get so much value for, for that. From that so i think you've been very you know i think you're underselling yourself in the importance of what you do you know it's it's a grassroots level um of you know introducing people to the outside world in a language that they can understand and you know i think it's it's important and i would say to keep doing what you're doing because you're doing something right yeah, yeah. perhaps perhaps now i'm beginning to understand all the dots that journalism brought me through and I'm finding that fulfillment in what I am doing today. Perhaps and connected isn't that to amazing? journalism. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, means I'm telling you what I feel today. That perhaps sure. all those years of training is culminating into something, you know, something what actually yeah. means something to somebody else. So sure. we will we will keep on talking. We will talk more, Absolutely. and there will be uh, yeah and and. And a lot of spirits will be there in attendance. So we will certainly do that. Of course. So thank you so much, Absolutely. Sandy, for your, for your time. It was my pleasure. And thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you to all the spirits for their attendance. And uh, uh, with this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you once again. <laughs>